Welcome to Cancelled. Recording live from the illustrious Cap City Comedy Club green room, staring at a poster of Stephen Wright. Performing at the Paramount. Performing at the Paramount four years ago, and (laughs) a sticker from the Guy O'Bellum's Weed and Sex presented by WeedTracker.com. That's right. Before he started putting on suits. Yeah, yeah. Back when no, it, oh, oh, no, there's a tie. There's, on, there's a tie. There's, there's still classic in Gaio. Okay, He's looking okay. good. Looking okay. good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here we are. We're back. We're tackling episode 789 of Erie, Indiana. I just bumped my nose into the microphone. With us for the duration, Karina Magyar. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm all right. I'm back from that. I'm finally not sick. You're not sick? Which is nice. Although I just gave it to my girlfriend somehow and passed that shit off. But. So what do you mean somehow? You're aware? Well, yeah, fair enough. I know how diseases <laughs> work, but like, but it's weird that like I gave it to like she got sick the day I stopped being sick. It was, it was like mm-hmm. a handoff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's uh, how they're, they're smart. Those viruses, for sure. they know what they're doing. I love her to pieces. She's a terrible patient. Oh. I'm like here, have some Gatorade and like. Just maybe some light brothy soup. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mashed potatoes. Like, she just wants comfort food, which I get when you're sick, but she's going to be mad that <laughs> I said that, but I don't care. Um, that brings us to, let's just go ahead and start episode seven. Well, let's start with the fact that this is seven, eight, nine. She's getting real in the world of Erie, Indiana. This show, when I first proposed this show, right, I, this was what I remembered. was okay. episode seven, eight, and nine. Wow. And watching the first six over again, I was getting nervous. I was like, oh, no, this show is not living up shit. to my memories. Yeah. But these three, I was like, oh, yeah, this was a good show. They, and they there's like, a reason I loved it when I was a kid. some realist, like, yeah. episode seven mm-hmm. is fucking dark. Yeah. And can I say this? And I'll say this right up front, and then I'll explain it as we talk about the rest of the episode. Okay. I don't believe for, that there's anything supernatural about this episode at all. Nope. Nothing. It's lit- All right. So the episode is, uh, I cannot remember. No, uh, Heart on a Chain is the Heart the on a Chain, which is very Nirvana. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. Um, we are introduced to a new friend, Devin. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who, there's a thing, it was much more, I think more so in the 80s, where like, they just had this holdover idea of what cool was. Yes. So he's like, uh, this is my, I, I'm in English class, he's like a voiceover of Marshall saying, I was in English class, hanging out with my new friend Devin, and he was just the coolest. And he's playing that like, the knife mumbly game. peg, I think yeah. it's called, knife mm-hmm. game, knife between the fingers, and he's got like, he's like half a greaser, he's got like his fucking jacket, <laughs> collar popped up, and like spiky hair, and I'm like, that... It's, he reminded me of you've seen Monster Squad. I'm assuming, right? He reminds me of the, like the cool kid in Monster Squad who's just right. full on greaser. He's just like jeans cuffed and a black leather jacket. Well, we established in the intro for the first time, and this was a detail that re- resonated for me that that uh, Devin is born in 1978, and that they are in the seventh grade. That it is now 1991, which coincidentally i was born in this i was 19- born in 77 i was born in 78 they yeah, are yeah, yeah. our age That's right yeah, exactly yeah, for sure. that makes so sense. in seventh grade i cast my mind back right. to what was cool and you know what this dude is just bart simpson like he's got the skateboard <laughs> he he's kind skateboard. of a 50s 50s type kind of tough yeah rebel but he's yeah, yeah, not yeah. like you know too bad and he his little catchphrase is live fast die young leaving a, leave a, a, a corpse which is totally borrowed from somewhere else it's, well i feel like that's some just some james dean shit exactly but also he does not leave a good looking corpse he's run over by a milk truck uh, <laughs> which becomes a recurring theme in Erie. we'll bring that back and we'll, we'll that mention back. up in the next episode yeah. but uh <laughs> so <laughs> the episode starts there they're hanging out in english class and then a the teacher who is just like creepy in the way that everyone who's not marshall's every family adult is, is creepy, creepy in yeah. this world mm-hmm. um She's like, we have a new student coming to class. She's very special. She has a horrible heart condition. She can't do things. Yeah. And I was like, why? Or like, immediately, I'm like, don't put a target on this girl's back. Like, that right. is, right. you were just asking for this poor girl who's dying to just be bullied. <laughs> and she's like, she's a soft nerd. She can't play sports. Here's <laughs> fucking Melanie, whatever her last name is. Right. Um, who is played by Daniel Harris, yes. who you would know if you're a horror fan at all. She's been in fucking every like a thousand things bunch yes. of halloweens and fucking she grew up right and let yeah. me tell you something she walked in right like and there yeah, was, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. times where they're like the new girl walks in and all the boys are like hubba yeah, 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 and yeah, hubba yeah, yeah. and you're like i buy it i buy it yeah, she is one what I, 
beautiful seventh seventh grader. <laughs> she is a very pretty seventh grader. <laughs> yes. But what I like is she didn't like very often that moment is a girl and she's like she looks like she's five years older than all the Mm-mm. other pe- kids in the class yeah, she looks she that age mm-hmm. she's dressed like she's got like a nice little like a dress or whatever and a sweater like a modest she just sundress looks, yeah, yeah she yeah. just mm-hmm. looks like a pretty seventh grade girl that boys would be like oh she that's i'm very much into this there's, there's my first girlfriend my please. first crush exactly yeah. so immediately marshall who by the way is is referred to out throughout this episode and from now on in the show as Mars. Like, yeah, this yeah. nickname oh, did drops did, did, out of nowhere. Because Devin starts calling him that. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, it Trip in the happening. next episode. That's fucking weird. I it's didn't even notice so that. Weird. So now, That's twice now I've just bumped my Not to get microphone. too deep, but I'm going to keep getting really okay. deep with this show. This is... this. Re- Keeps pushing the theme to me that Marshall is the weird one. The town is perfectly normal. Right. It's Marshall who's screwed up, and everybody else knows it. And they're just dealing with this weird kid who moved into town. <laughs> Who's, like, breaking into people's houses in the middle of the yes. well, we'll get to it yeah, in the yeah, next yeah. episode. Uh, um, <laughs> we did mention that this episode actually opens with a voiceover of Marshall saying that, like, just talking about death. And how, like, death right. and eerie, like, eerie's a weird town, and death and life and love. And it's making all, out and with Melanie it's in the all, Yeah, it's all intermingled. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's like, which is why I would have my first kiss with melanie whoever mm-hmm. in the graveyard and we mm-hmm. and unfortunately we weren't alone and like you don't know that's that's all the lead and you get and there's like you see like a locket hanging from this like statue on a, on a headstone right uh, and then it goes to the english class blah 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 uh, <laughs> i'm loving simon oh my god simon's so good he like he's i've loved him this whole time but he is coming yes. into his own as like the annoying little brother mm-hmm. that's still cool. Like, you still like, he's annoying, but in like that, like, ah, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, you want to go nudge, nudge kind of like, he's an awesome give him a kid. kind of way. He's great. Yeah. Um, he does something. In, why is he wearing that mustache? And we'll get to it. I'm sorry. I like, <laughs> I, I love all three either. of these episodes. So yes. like, I keep going back and forth. By the way, this one was directed by Joe Dante again. And if you sense. notice, there's a couple of times when they really pulls out the flair. Like they go back to the, the, the kitchen table, uh, soon after, there's the meet with the girl, and they establish yeah, that yeah, Marshall yeah, yeah. and, uh, and Devin, Devin both are have a crush fight it. for yeah, yeah, yeah her yeah, affections. Yeah. They uh, so Marshall is spelling out her name in peas in his mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah, but the whole scene is shot from Marshall's POV. You mm. see his little hand mashing the peas mm. as you see the the family family talking. Yeah, that yeah. was for the time pretty weird television shooting. For you sure. know, like Very that '70s so. show was a decade away. Um, and it was like, oh, hi, we have a real director on the helm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Simon, but getting back to what I like, uh, like oh, Simon yeah. in particular, like, they do a good job of setting that age dichotomy up mm-hmm. where, like, okay, this is Marshall's sort of first crush really being into a girl. And Simon, he's not even mad. He just doesn't get it. Like, he's just, <laughs> like, he's too young to understand it. So when uh, Devin and Marshall are talking about, yeah. like, oh, she's the coolest girl in all the seventh grade, he literally is like, a girl? Cool? Like, I don't, that does not compute. Like, he doesn't get right. it at all. And there's a great callback right, to the where, pilot. He, where he meets that girl and he's like, well, not even, the, I don't think it's the pilot. Or is it the second episode? I think it's the, it's the one where those fucking shitty kids show up with the sneakers. Yeah, the sneakers. Uh, yeah. But he's like, he, he sees Melanie. He's like, are you a girl or a lady? Which is a callback to when that, like, uh, the shitty the high kid, school kids. kids. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. My he girlfriend's not a girl. He's a lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I fucking love. They also, there's all, uh, this is another, like, that's Joe Dante all the way, is, like, putting, layering on all sorts of little Easter eggs. They they pan by, um, as they're, like, showing off their skateboard slash BMX skills for by the girl. By the way, they both stink at both the, of those things. They're not good. They're walking, yeah, the two of them are walking her home. Devin and Marshall are walking Melanie home, like, carrying her books. Like, really, they're kind of doing that puppy love thing really well. Like, yes. they're not, it's not over the top. It's not Mm-mm. crazy. It's just, like, these two boys have a crush. And they're not even, like, really fighting. They're vying for her attention. Like, mm-hmm. like um, Devin starts doing skateboard tricks. And by skateboard tricks, I mean kind of skateboarding in a Skating circle. Skating in a circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, which, uh, we, and then Marshall's like, oh, that's cool. Watch this. And then he rides his bike in a circle, which is somehow <laughs> less impressive than a skateboard at that point. Um, no, but then he skids out slightly. He does. He Ooh. does do a cool yeah, skid yeah, yeah. out. Um, <laughs> but as and, they pan into that scene, they pass a spider web. Mm. And as you're passing the spider web, very lightly on the soundtrack, you hear... Help me! Help me! <laughs> I was like, awesome. back to the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> so there's so many little shit like that, yeah. But yeah, that that was hysterical. And then they established, like, they set up, they foreshadow. Right. Because the ice cream truck, the oldest, old-timey well, ice milk, cream truck. It's a milk, milk truck, truck, right? Yeah. It's a milkman. Yeah. Comes riding down, and they're like, Devin, get out of the way, get out of the way. And he does, but he kind of does it at the last moment, and he's like, the, as the truck drives by, you see he's... He Marty hang, McFly's he's the Marty, truck. Yeah, he's hanging on the back of it, yeah. and he gives his, live fast, die young, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, they meet for a date at the world of stuff with the girls. Yes. The two of them meet for a date with her at the same time, which is weird. Uh, they each buy her a present, which is they each get her something heart related. Like mm-hmm. Devin gets her a little necklace, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And Marshall buys her. I don't even know what that thing is. It's, just it's a, a big giant plastic red heart, plastic heart, like you would have candies in, but made of plastic. Yeah. And then when you open it up, snakes pop out. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I was like, don't. And uh, that's what he because he says like maybe this wasn't the greatest gift to give to a girl with a heart condition. Uh, um, which, y- yes. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you idiot, you weirdo. Uh, uh, yeah, again, Marshall's fucking weird. S- super weird. Uh, I, I just really enjoyed that. They both give her a present, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, and all this time, Devin kept saying, uh, like, when he gives her a little heart locket, he says, my heart is yours forever. Yeah, yeah, he like writes that. it in a little note. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> later the two of them are riding like they're riding bike and skateboard by themselves marshall mm-hmm. and Devin. uh they're talking about who's gonna ask her to the dance mm-hmm. uh at which point here comes the milk truck again and Devin wins by the way marshall decides he'll back off yeah, yeah, yeah you know whatever yep and uh the milk truck fucking runs over Devin. No Devin's, setup. Devin's fucking dead. No tension. No just tension. Just rides out into the street and gets smacked by a milk truck. And also this. Here's the but here's the thing with that milk truck. Had all the time in the world to stop. Yeah, it it didn't ten miles an hour. Didn't, he didn't like accidentally step off the curb into the path of the milk truck. Mm-mm. He had that milk truck had twenty seconds to it honked. It had all the time in the world to stop. That milk truck is driven by a monster, as we will find out in the next episode. Um, yeah. So okay, so Devin's dead. And Devin's and, de- and like fucking nobody dead. knows. That's Marshall yeah, goes Marshall goes straight to the hospital. hospital. There's no parents involved. Mm-hmm. We never meet Devin's parents. They There's are not no a family. Thing. Nope, no that's family. Why he's no such nothing. a rebel. Um he's yes. grown up without parents. <laughs> exactly. Uh a theme that will come onto the third episode. Yes. We'll get to that later. Uh Melanie show like Melanie shows up at the hospital because she's gotten a phone call. They've there's been a they heart. Found they a found heart a heart donor. donor for her because she needs a heart transplant. Bum, bum, bum. I suck. And, and like literally, they, that that moment's a little on the nose. Yeah. Where because because um, she's like Marshall, what are you doing here? And he's like, she's oh, Devin got hit by a truck half an hour ago. Which I don't know why you would include that line. <laughs> it's only included so that she can go. He can go. Why are you here? And she's like, oh, they found a heart transplant for me half an hour ago. Like it's a little on the fucking. And I nose. was like, damn, they tested that heart fat. Like that kid was dead. Yeah, and yeah, within yeah. five minutes they ripped his chest cavity open. Yeah, 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 yeah. And let's address the fact that he's not a—he doesn't have like a driver's license with a with a donor thing on the back. <laughs> he he's doesn't. a little kid. They just fucking with crack. No parents. parents are around and nothing. They crack him open immediately. They're like, hey, that little girl needs a heart. She's new to town. Yeah, yeah, she's cute. Let's rip this corpse open. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably still not even all the way dead yet. There's a moment where the teacher's <laughs> introducing that girl, and they're yeah. like, uh, um. Uh, and like so every she says like she's got this heart condition so everybody has to like be cool like she mm-hmm. she needs to be boring or whatever yeah and uh marshall's like is that why she moved to erie and all the kids laugh because like oh erie's so boring yeah but then she's like uh she moved to erie because she needs a heart transplant and erie hospital has a great reputation i'm like there's no way that's possible what why would this small town <laughs> hospital be known for heart transplants like it just doesn't make any sense i think it's because they harvest organs if you're it's asking probably the- because yeah the speed from <laughs> morgue slab to operating table <laughs> is so fast <laughs> um <laughs> so flash forward to some indeterminate amount of time in the future, but yeah. not much. Like yeah. maybe um, the next day, maybe a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, a couple really weeks say. max. Uh, she is back up and running <laughs> on that heart transplant like yep. it's nothing. She's back to school. She's, she's skateboarding. She's skateboarding around. Uh, and also, I will say that Marshall has gotten over the witness witnessing the death of his friend real quick. Like, Which, um, in my theory, in my little sub theory, my little head canon that I'm going with with this show, that Marshall is the cause of all the weirdness in right. Erie. Makes sense. I'm not so certain Marshall didn't maybe push his friend in front of that milk truck after his friend laid claim to his girl Girl. crush yeah you know he gets real upset at this girl real defensive about a lot of things with Devin. right (laughs) i would not man if the end of this episode like at the end of the series is revealed that he's just crazy and we see all the other shit (laughs) and pushing her like all that stuff that'd be so good it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen great this is just me but that's i love this theory i'm working with but anyway so 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 Devin is now badass and everything well melanie Melanie says, is now, Melanie is Melanie's starting Devin's... to act like Devin. She's mm-hmm. skateboarding. She's saying that fucking live fast, die young, leave a good looking corpse line. She's playing a fucking mumbly peg knife game. But at the same time, she's fucking flirting and 
and going with Marshall. Right. Okay, so this episode is the episode I remember the most clearly from the show. It stuck with me. And the reason I remembered it was there was this situation. There was these two friends and this girl. And then the one friend was gone and the girl was still there. But the friend is inside the girl and clearly become part of the girl, right? right. She has absorbed his personality. Right. And that's when the, fr- the girl and the boy start making out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's when they start yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. As a young trans kid, <laughs> well, this, that must have spoken some shit to you. This made a goddamn impression. Wow! I was like, and that, watching it now, I was like, no wonder I loved this episode. Yeah, it was yeah, sort yeah, of like yeah. every like, oh, because to me, and the other thing is, Marshall's a really like, he's not the most masculine boy. No, he's no, got he's, that long haired feminine. You know, he's got a little femme face thing. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and he's kind of whatever. Um, but anyway, so like, I was shipping them. Like at that point, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yeah. reshipping Melanie and her or, or I was, Devin. I was shipping. The Marshall. whole thing, just, just the basically, thing. like you got yourself an androgynous lover, and it's yeah, working. Yeah, and yeah, the only yeah. thing that you're jealous of is that she used to be your boyfriend, kind of the, thing, and it's yeah. messing with your head. And I'm like, oh, this speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, I didn't. I uh, honestly didn't really read. I mean, I read. So, uh, there's obviously yes. the uh, the the very surface level of like you have a uh, hidden love for your uh, your, old your friend, old friend who died. Right. Uh, but here's the thing with this episode. So she starts like the thing is supposed to be that because of he's she's taking his heart, yep. she's now absorbing, like you say, his essence or his soul <laughs> or whatever. And they, they go on their first little date, which isn't even like she comes over to his house and they're they up in, the, in attic. the attic. I will say this: the first pure piece of evidence <laughs> of supernatural weirdness mm-hmm. is that radio, a radio a, that only plays 1930s music. It's, no matter where you turn the dial, it only it's an old timey looking radio, and no matter where you turn the dial, it only plays music from the past. I thought of that, and you don't think the world of stuff sells an old timey looking radio that when you turn it on, it plays 1930s music. I mean, probably except that. I mean, Teddy Ruxpin had been invented. It's sure, not, I mean, like, I get that they had, be a tape I get that they the had tape decks. <laughs> But if that, if we are to believe, like, there's yeah. no, no no evidence is given to that. We know there's no tape. There's no what. Like, That's thing. true. So we have to kind of take that world for the rules it sets up. I right? know I'm pushing so, too hard on my thing. But, <laughs> but so my my point though being, yeah. all of the other evidence that they have kept, uh, they it's really horseshit. It's Super like here's benign. a stamp that says lost or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's dumb. Here's the thing that like. If it is the thing he says it is, is a fucking real piece of evidence that could be like like. <laughs> Like how science has to be recreatable. Right. Here yeah. it is. Every time you turn it on, you're getting fucking broadcast from the past. Right. That might be a thing you want to point out to somebody as opposed to just leaving on a desk in your attic. And that <laughs> one's not even tagged. Yeah, it's not even in the fucking case <laughs> with the rest of It's not even in the them. case. It's just sitting out there yeah. waiting to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have their little date. They're going to dance to the old-timey right. music, but the parents show up. And by the way, let's point out that this this episode, I mean, when we just describe it like this, it sounds ridiculous, but there's a lot of, of heart. It's taken episode. really seriously. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. It recreates middle school crushes and love extremely well. Extremely well. As yeah. well as like the only thing I don't think it tackles particularly well is that have like dealing with the death of a friend no. because he <laughs> blows over that immediately. No, nope, like, that was no big deal. They give a fuck about Devin and he watched Devin die. True, but I mean, this is what the third tertiary character to get killed in his life. Yeah, but, but they're like supposed to be friends. Well, yeah, but I mean, um, what happened to Brace's kid, right? Yeah, true enough. That, well, I don't think they. No, they said out flat out they didn't like that kid. I know, the but kid who got eaten by the fucking dogs. They just didn't like him. Once you this see somebody get eaten by a dog, getting hit yeah, by a yeah. milk truck ain't so traumatic. PowerPoint. <laughs> Uh, they have their little date. Eventually, he yeah. gets re- he, he gets real mad. He sneaks into her room, and she's got all these pictures of Devin everywhere. Yeah, but it's just re- it's like here's where I point is that nothing supernatural is happening. When she, he- her friend died, and as such, she's able to live. And she has this speech where she's like, "I feel like every time I do, I have any fun, or I mm-hmm. run around, or play jump rope, or whatever the fuck she says, uh, it's because of him. I owe all my life to him." And, and that's she's having, real. That's super real. And she's a fucking thirteen year old kid having to process all these emotions. Like that's some serious shit for her to deal with. And so Marshall's the, the, yelling at her the whole time, so mad because she won't move past Devin and make out with him. <laughs> because they're gonna. There's a moment which we've blown over where they're in the attic and they're gonna kiss. Mm-hmm. And she starts like, oh, my heart feels weird. And he's like, oh, I'll call 911. And she like kind of holds that locket. And yeah. then like, after a spell, it goes away. And it's like, that's just a psychosomatic response to you having this way too much fucking shit on your plate for a right. 13-year-old to process. But of course, Marshall, the antagonist of this show, <laughs> jumps immediately to the batshit theory yeah, that, that, that Devin's heart is fighting back against making out with him. Right. Which says a lot more about Marshall no, no, than no, anybody. No, yeah, for certain. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> 
So they, he he crawls through her window right. at night, breaks into her house. Sure. For the sole purpose of berating her, her for not getting over Devin. It's like 100%. Like, he sees all these pictures. Like, she's got all these pictures of Devin. Yeah. And this is when he gives this. she gives that speech about, like, I don't know how to handle, like, this. <laughs> and he gets real pissy about it. Yeah. He leaves. Like, she has a heart moment. She leaves. They end up in the graveyard. Yep. That's how the, the episode ends where, where it started with them in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, ha- and, like, she's like, I wasn't ready for Devin and I'm not ready for you. I right. kind of need to be my myself right now. I have a lot to process. I have fucking lot. Yeah. My friend died. His heart's in me. There's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> uh, they have their their very sweet kiss. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, mm-hmm. a perfectly well done 13-year-old middle school kiss. Yep. Um, he repeats the line from the beginning of like, well, no, that's that's when she he turns and sees Simon, yeah, and Simon's like doesn't. What I like too is Simon just doesn't he it doesn't none of this means shit to Simon. He's a kid. He doesn't get this. What just he just saw? No, uh, his his friend kissed a girl. That's all he can even understand. <laughs> so and they say he's like, ah, you want to go chase UFOs, Simon? And Simon's like, yeah. And then they they kind of walk off. There's a moment as they're leaving, and he says the line. He says the line of like again, like mm-hmm. this is when I had my first and last kiss with Melody. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we weren't alone, and they showed Devin's tombstone with the right. dates of his death. Nothing's changed. Nothing's like there's no. no supernatural ending. It's just a girl has to go be by herself to deal with the emotions that she's yes. processing. But here's where it gets fucking weird. There's a shot as she leaves, and then mm-hmm. the next shot you see is the Grim Reaper. Yes, walking after walking her. In- Walking yes. in the same direction as she left in. Uh-huh. Is she about to die? Like, I feel like that's some fucking... I was nervous. Aronofsky, the wrestler, did yeah. the Randy the Ram die or not moment. Because, like, that's kind of... Like, it, like there's no... that. I, I, sure, maybe the heart doesn't take or whatever. Like, Look, I don't remember the last four episodes very clearly, so I don't want to stake my claim on this or however many there are. But I don't think she comes back. I have. She definitely doesn't come back in the next three. And and keeping in in my theory that all supernatural weirdness comes from Marshall's head. Marshall I think that's a her. projection of basically Marshall saying, "Well, I'm done with you." Yeah, uh, yeah, probably <laughs> and be gone. Yeah. And she never comes back. She doesn't. I've I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It oh, felt, so good. It was, and it was good in a way of like that ki- children's television just simply isn't anymore. Right. They're, they wouldn't have a show like this where a character gets killed by a milk truck and then that is the the impetus to discuss some real fucking emotions and shit that like and it's not comic there's no it's not played up for comic they play a couple of there's some funny moments in the episode but they're Mm -hmm. few and far between and they're they're just tension breakers right so it's when they say the family's it's reaction the family to reaction dating. to them having a girlfriend mm-hmm. and they're like oh so cute they're taking pictures or whatever or simon's kind he of does response. have a chat with elvis at world of stuff he does we missed that part very much <laughs> uh i was annoyed by like because it's all voiceover at first and he's like you know mm-hmm. i was so nervous for my date that i showed up an hour early and uh he's like that fat guy from my mail route is having lunch at the counter right you have referred to him as Elvis multiple times in, in the, the opening. Run of opening of this show. You know who he is. He's not that fat guy from your fucking mail route. So, like, <laughs> just say Elvis. And then he kind of goes like, hey, aren't you? And then Elvis kind of interrupts and gives him some dating advice or whatever. Yeah, he yeah he brings back the idea that he can see that he's in love from his eyes. eyes. And was there was that, that funny line said? there where Marshall says, does that mean I should buy sunglasses while Elvis is wearing his big old shades? I, yeah, 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 it's yeah, fine. It but it's like, cute. They this episode is not played for laughs. There no. are the occasional laugh, but that's just because you have to have those tension breaking yeah. moments, and it's a little kid show. It's but a- I, it was just a, it was a really smart, well done episode. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I feel like Joe Dante probably played a big part. Exactly. Yeah, it was a puppy crush, gender swap, mind fuck episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, uh, and it is something to be said with the gender sort of like latent homosexuality moments mm-hmm. of that at the end, where he doesn't kiss her. They don't kiss until Devin has left her body, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But then she's immediately like... Yeah, it's immediately like, she's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, not interested anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot to it. It's a lot to it. Oh, Which then, brings us, unless you have... No, no, the next And we can always see so It brings us to episode eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to not remember the... Lo- Dead Letter. Dead Letter. Dead Letter is the name of this. I was very nervous going in that this was going to be just a repeat of the Lost episode, and they were going to end up in like a weird Dead Letter office Mm-mm. thing. That is not the case. This is awesome. I love this episode so it's much. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, it opens very... Uh, what I do... I like very much that it jumps right into it. There's not a mm-hmm. lot of horseshit. Like, we get our normal opening, whatever. Credits, voiceover. Yeah. 
But they're at the world of stuff. They're looking through some books. Uh, the library like, is, is getting rid of its archive. So it's like all the oldest books and materials from the eerie library is right. there, and you can just pick through it. Right. And there, you were introduced to some crazy old woman who's grabbing books off the shelf and has a crazy look in her eyes. Right. And then she'll come back later. And then they pick up a book, and a letter falls out. Right. There's also a girl there that... Oh, yeah, that... That mm-hmm. Marshall kind of has a bit of a crush on, <laughs> um, which is an interesting thing now with the show... In that we have the first that like mm-hmm. last episode is sort of his first crush the first time they kind of make him right. like being hit into puberty and now that's just continuing on now he's just into girls he's girl crazy yeah. and this one is noticeably older looking. oh yeah yeah he's that girl is seventeen he's easily he's chasing a junior yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah um they open up the uh the book and this letter falls out and it's clearly mm-hmm. a very old letter simon makes a point of saying oh there's no postmark i guess it was never mailed which is really uh astute Fucking for, astute a, for a hundred percent like yeah. that's some detective shit yeah um at which point a bunch of wind starts just starts blowing around the world of stuff falling yep. off the shelves lights are flashing and shit to which simon immediately is an idiot again and he's just like huh somebody opened a window it's like <laughs> how did you go from being so smart to being a fucking dummy immediately because i mean literally like yeah. some supernatural shit is clearly happening right we're talking basement of the library and ghostbusters yeah 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 wind exactly. and lights and stuff at which point uh, they turn and there's a child from the 20s sitting on top of a fucking bookcase. A, a paper boy, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. he yeah. looks like 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 uh, newsies. Yeah, like newsies or like like Bagger Vance. Yeah, um, it's is sitting on top of the bookshelf, like a ten foot tall bookshelf. He just appears up there, portrayed by and immediately uh, recognizable as young Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire, yes. which was a godsend. I was waiting for a guest star that we could all really like sink our For teeth sure. into and he is full on toby mcguire there's like zero difference between this character and spider-man <laughs> very true <laughs> it's pretty uh, awesome he's kind of annoying much the way spider-man mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. he's like spider-man 3 spider-man yes like kind of emo-y annoying spider-man mm-hmm. um <laughs> he uh he shows up and like immediately and, and even saying a voiceover marshall's like all oh, my instincts were telling me to run away marshall run away and i'm like well then run away man what are you doing why are you yeah. still sitting around talking yeah, to, marshall... to this clear ghost like why i it, it's here's the thing i say that now hindsight being 2020 but i have a note here where yeah. i said at one point i'm enjoying this episode because i don't know where it's going right i i obviously there was going to be something he was going to have to deliver this letter or whatever right. but like i did not Particularly in the beginning, when Mar- when when Toby McGuire shows up at Marshall's house mm-hmm. and he has these sort of weird, like uh, sort of Svengali esque powers over his family, and yes. he just like immediately can control them. I'm like, oh, what's this is like some weird shit that's like interesting and not just a lot of these shows. Since since this is written for kids, a lot of it is kind of obvious. It's you pulp- kind of see where it's going. Pretty, it's quick. recycled pulp comic plot sure. for kids. Right. So you've seen these sh- stories, you know these usually. tropes and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, but I felt like this one was like, oh, this was a little fresh. It's yeah. a little like it's a. It's, while we may have seen the like unfinished business mm-hmm. ghost thing before, it was an interesting twist, I thought. Well, and the thing that was no- notable to me in this episode is that Marshall, number one, takes an instant, not only dislike, but distrust of the ghost, even though Toby immediately Wire is perfectly pleasant and clearly has fairly benign intentions. Yeah, I he would just say wants he kind of wants this letter to be, to be delivered, delivered. But I, I like that at this point... When some weird shit starts happening, Marshall's like, nope, I don't want any part of this. I'm fucking tired of your weird shit, Eerie. Deliver your own fucking letter. I'm going home. Like, I kind of like that as a building of the character. Because one thing with these things is like, with shows like this, it's like, why? It's every week. It's some new shit. Stop getting involved. Like, you're going to, you know what I mean? Even, well, for all of them, for the X-Files or whatever. Like, if I was yeah. in X-Files, I'd have quit the FBI two episodes in. Because like, I'm sick. Of, no, I'm not dealing with all these monsters. I'm trying to live. Uh, but I, so I kind of like that. Yeah. That he's b- developing this, like, fucking, I'm tired. But then the, the weird thing is, okay, so so the ghost comes to the so family, he, he hypnotizes them into just thinking he's the shit. Not into doing his bidding. Not anything other than well, just... Well, they're going to let they, they're gonna let him live. At, he's, they're going to let him house. stay at their house. So that he can pressure Marshall into delivering the letter. Right, so it's a little again, bit of his bidding. Not, that's, not that mean. But not that mean, but also there's a weird thing where the parents are like... Well, it's like you don't see him. You know it's him, obviously. Right. But you don't see him. You just see the parents reacting, the family reacting mm-hmm. to him while they talk. But their reaction is to go... A, you're a gypsy a, a real life gypsy like, which 
nowadays that's racist you can't call them that they're romany or whatever true true uh but also like why is that such a weird and also he doesn't look like a gypsy he's not a gypsy at all like he's, he's a just... he's a golf caddy <laughs> yeah yeah at best <laughs> but and even like the sisters like i'm the lifestyle editor of the school newspaper, <laughs> newspaper. which i really much enjoyed like, the school newspaper as a lifestyle section but he's like I'm, I'm she's like i'd love to do a piece on you gypsies tramps and thieves or whatever to fuck come the eerie yeah um but it's just so, so weird that reaction to like why is he a gypsy and why does that blow their fucking minds so yeah much? they are over the moon but it again sets up marshall to be the antagonist in yeah. this episode because he's he's the bad guy he's trying to get, kick this cool kid out yeah. he's ruining the parents fun he won't deliver the letter which is a yeah and what, finally request. she tells eventually he's like look i just need you to deliver this letter and he's like nope i'm not doing it i don't care about your stupid letter i don't know i don't want to be involved with any girl you're involved with <laughs> uh again like there's at this point it's like okay you're gonna have to fit it fill it like yeah, we all know this is some unfinished ghost business. Right. Finish it so we can move on. But I do. I honest. I stand by my thing of like he's sick of fucking dealing with weird shit and he well, doesn't want any part of it. But we just ended the previous episode with him and Simon arm in arm going off to look for UFOs. Yeah, but kind of in like a cutesy ah, kid right. way. Like yeah. you know, like come on, buddy, we're gonna go look at some. Not like all right. Get your shit. We're hunting UFOs. Yeah, he's no uh, longer excited about being boy detective at this point. Exactly, he's yeah. getting he's a little over. I think a friend died. There's been some real danger. Like it's it's starting to weigh on him. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> he has this dream sequence. Yes. Uh, which I thought was actually pretty fun. It was well shot. Yeah. Uh, it's well shot. I very much in, there's a the, like the family is riding on like a bicycle bill for three. And at one point they say we love Trip more. By the way, Toby McGuire's character's name is Trip McConnell. Uh, they go we love Trip more than we love you. They just flat out say it, which I enjoyed very much. Uh, and then at one point Simon says like I'm tired of playing second banana on this show. Like sort of yes. like that, which I'm like oh good. break like, the fourth wall. Well, and then uh, Marshall looks at the camera and says show? what show? Yeah yeah yeah. It was, it's good stuff. Hey, that's ahead of its time yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Particularly for a fucking kids show. Like, yeah. Yeah, I definitely enjoy it. I laughed more at more jokes in this episode. Sure. Like, I was, there was some, it wasn't a funny episode all the way through. It wasn't, but, but it, it had also... some really good jokes in it. You know, like yeah. that one was, when we explain it, it's not good. But it, just, yeah, but it watch comes it out of nowhere. The, it comes out of nowhere. The visuals of that dream sequence is very yeah. enjoyable as mm-hmm. well. Um, Trip shows up in the dream and basically says, look, you got to, kind of tells him what, like, his story is. Right. Um, you got or tells him you got to deliver this letter. This girl, yeah. I'm in love with her, or whatever. They go to the. Here's what I was clearly annoyed by. They go to deliver <laughs> the letter, and they end up at this house, and it was like for Mary, whatever her name is, yeah, Baker or something, right? Uh, and uh, this young woman answers the door, and she's like, are you, "They're like, are you Mary Baker?" And she's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, this is your letter. Peace. <laughs> I hope it brings you like I, what I enjoy is like, here's your letter. I don't know what's in it. I hope it brings you a long, happy life. I'm out of here. Like he's just fucking <laughs> like not trying to get involved." Um, she goes, oh, this is for Mary B. Baker. I'm Mary C. Baker. You must want my aunt. Clearly, it's not this young woman. This no. man is from the 20s. <laughs> There's no way that's the right Mary, but whatever. They go upstairs to deliver this, pay- and it's the old woman from World of Stuff. Right. Is she being locked in that room? She's, like, in this bedroom that's still, like, old. It's got, like, lace, like, she's in, lace like canopy around canopy. the bed. Yeah. And like, but, but she's, like, well. She's in good She can get health. around. She's got a cane. She immediately gets up and assaults our <laughs> <laughs> I like the first. So he says, like, look, I have this letter from you. It's from Trip McConnell. And he she freaks out like, that. Ah, fuck you. Like, she doesn't say fuck you, obviously. It's a kid show. But she's mad because she thinks these kids are fucking with her. And she said, that's the man I was going to marry. marry. Later we find out. That they met when, when they were 13. thirteen. Well, back then you hey. married a thirteen, kids at sixteen, you're dead by twenty two. It's a different world. I thought that was a little like harsh on Marshall, who just lost his girlfriend at thirteen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. anyway, fair enough. Yeah. Valid point. <laughs> um, she she starts. Her odd reaction is to start smashing her own belongings. She yes, just her starts own like, like little figurines. figurines and statues. She just starts smashing with this cane. Uh, and here's where I say is she being locked in that room because as that happened, like the girl who answered the door, her ne- her ne- her niece, yeah, opens the door. Grab like Marshall and Simon go running out with her, and she slams and locks the door behind them. <laughs> like she's locking that old woman in that room. Right. Yeah, I'd be smashing shit too. I'm the fucking prisoner in my own house. <laughs> Seriously, and there's evidence to that fact later, which we'll get to yes. in a moment. Yes, um, the best part of this show so weird um but yeah so, it's like a reverse flowers in the attic thing yeah yeah, yeah. so so she got uh <laughs> they go back to trip mm-hmm. she doesn't want your fucking letter yeah she, she's like sorry. i tried sorry kid an interesting stylistic thing is trip starts crying and as he does it starts snowing around him yes. in the house 
that's kind of cool. Like the idea was of like as like idea. a like a the idea that like as a ghost cries, it just knows like. And there was another just, moment that made me laugh. There was when Marshall said, looks, "Hey, man, yeah. not inside the house. Yeah, look what you're doing to my house, man. Yeah, yeah." Um, Trip tells us a story of of the letter mm-hmm. and what happened. He was going to deliver the letter. Uh, he was madly in love with Mary Baker or Riley mm-hmm. or whatever her fucking name is. Uh, so much so that he wasn't paying where attention where he's going. <laughs> he walks down the street and gets hit by a fucking milk truck. <laughs> These milk trucks have at been age at, 13. at age thirteen, just like Devin. Mm-hmm. Um, they're clear. They, that's clearly intentional, right? Yes. There's no way the writers did that by accident. These, no, the these number two of episodes clearly follow each other. Yes, the number, the number of callbacks, callbacks are in piling them are, are and, really piling mm-hmm. up. It kind of shows like. These writers cared about this show. They weren't treating mm-hmm. this like Saved by the Bell or some other kid horse no. shit. Like, they were really, mm-hmm. really trying with this show. And it shows. There's like you see the effort made. And also, I just loved like as soon as that milk truck came around the corner, I was like, M-! I was like, son of a bitch! <laughs> like, the, like there's clearly an ongoing thing of milk trucks running. And again, he didn't. As he tells it, he stepped out into the curb in front of a milk truck. He did not. He was crossing the street, <laughs> and a fucking milk truck ran him over. That was a murder. A murder. It's an, it's incredible. I don't. It's basically if you're a 13 year old boy in Erie, don't fall in love because the milkman the, is the, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, mil- yeah, the milkman is a scary fucking character. <laughs> um, yeah. So so anyway, so so, that, so they convince Trip convinces him to please. You have to go try again. Try again. He's like, I can't. Trip the ghost can't cross the path. Power can't cross the, the point road. in town where he died, yeah. which is that road. And she lives across the street from that point. She was, she was crossing the street, which was a pretty clever way of handling. Because I was sure. kind of wondering why did. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, he yeah. afraid of scaring her? But now there's like a reason why. Yeah, the ghost as can't a do ghost, he can't go past the thing. Yeah, they set yeah. up a rule that makes mm-hmm. sense in that universe. Uh, he, so you've got like I, I haven't been able to rest for sixty years. Please, you have to deliver mm-hmm. this letter. So creepy ass Marshall decides the way to do that is to break into her house in the middle of the night, like cl- put a ladder this up to the, the window. Third time he's done he this. Has climbed into hundred percent. This is the first. The pilot he did it. Yeah, he did it this past episode, crawl, crawling into Daniel Harris's house, <laughs> and then again, this is a fucking menace. He is <laughs> breaking into people's houses. That woman. Clearly, all right. So, oh, and he only gets away with it because he sets up Simon to distract the young niece <laughs> by dressing up as an adult <laughs> with a mustache. <laughs> just a very terrible fake mustache. <laughs> like, like he looks like super. Like he's cosplaying Super Mario Brothers. He's got a little hat and like some overalls, and he's standing at the bottom of the ladder like a workman. But it's just like, why? He's still clearly. Uh, it's, I loved it. And, I and Simon gives so the performance hard. of his. Career probably, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, and he was so believable this. and funny, and it almost feels ad libbed. It almost starts to feel like curbier enthusiasm yeah, with the yeah, way yeah, he's yeah, delivering yeah. his lines. He's just like, um, <laughs> let's start over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. desperate. I, to I just love it. I don't. Yeah. I laughed so hard with him and that stupid mustache. <laughs> um, so Marshall breaks into our fucking room like yep. a crazy person would. Mm-hmm. He could wait till tomorrow. There's no reason for this. No. He could knock on the door. He's not like I did. It, she wakes up and she's like, "What? Like I got a gun? What? Who's in here?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and she she, does, she pulls gun. her gun out. Was that a gun? Was that was her cane still? No, that was a gun. That was uh, a rifle. Oh, I missed it. I thought and she then, was just pointing the cane back at him, but okay, oh, she's got a fucking gun. And then she starts um, calling the cops. Yeah, she's calling, which I really would have liked. Like she just followed through on that, <laughs> and like he because he's telling the story like. He He's reading her the letter as mm-hmm. she's call- like calling the cops, and it's like this. You know, I love you. I want to keep you from all the things ugly and harsh in the world. Blah blah blah. Please yeah. meet me tomorrow at and the it's, world. At the of world of stuff. stuff. World of stuff's always been there. Uh, um, <laughs> it's the like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, well, I feel like it's always been. I feel like if you go back to like the eighteen hundreds, there was some Indian trading post called the World of Stuff. Like it just, I feel like it's just always existed. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, I hope we can episode like that. That would be like a yeah, a past <laughs> like, like a the, the frontier time travel. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. He reads the letter. She eventually realizes, okay, this letter's clearly from Trip, like because mm-hmm. of the way he wrote it or whatever. And he's like, please, you've got to come with me to right. see Trip at his house because um, it's on the other side of the bad world of stuff. That's where he lives. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, no, they go to his house first. They go to they go to Marshall's house. They don't go to World of Stuff till later. They go to World. They go to Marshall's house first, and Trip's not there. And she's like, "Oh, right. he only wants." So, well, here's the fucking That's here's right. here's right. where I'm convinced that she's being kept in that room against her will. <laughs> she's like, "Fine, I'll go with you." Oh, she, and she crawls. She crawls out the window down the ladder, 
if she if this is just her house, she can just leave. She she's, doesn't have to do it. She can just go. She's easily she pushing eighty. Yeah, she's, and she's old as fuck. Crawling out a window on a ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> she rides on the front of his handlebars back to his house. When she shows up, Trip won't appear. The ghost yeah. won't appear, and he's like, "She's like, oh, I knew it. He's expecting some hot young thirteen-year-old, <laughs> and here I and he only gets is his old biddy or whatever." Um, he goes like, "Well, she's like, well, I'm leaving," and she goes to leave. Trip shows up. They have a nice like, yeah, reunion, reunion moment. Mm-hmm. The next morning, they find out that she's dead because people just fucking drop dead in this world. What did she die of again? Um. They just found her dead. dead. Like her heart gave out or something at the world of stuff. So there's no evidence that Marshall didn't kill her. (laughs) That's also true. Push that theory as much as you want. I back it 100%. Uh, That being said, yeah, I'm not. Well, I'll tell you what killed her. Sneaking into her room, making her climb a fucking ladder, ride on your handlebars of your bike. She's 80 years old, for fuck's sake. So at the very least, negligent homicide or or harassment of an elder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elder (laughs) abuse for sure. Um, And we like... We get a shot of young Toby McGuire ghost and her young, young self as mm-hmm. a ghost sharing a malted in the booth at World of Stuff. Yeah. Uh, while Marshall and Simon are shopping. They're like, oh, good. They, they're finally at peace or whatever. Yeah. And then um, Simon tries to take a picture. Yeah. He's too slow. <laughs> um, she, he sees that girl again that he had to mm-hmm. crush on. And Simon's like, go talk to her. Go talk to her. And he's like, nah. Yeah. And then Trip tells him ghostly voice of like, you can't. Don't put it off because you never know what's going to happen. Maybe yep. you're gonna, you might step in front of a fucking milk truck. This is, this is eerie. He's a little like pickup artist, you know, <laughs> type. Encouragement. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> negger. Uh, yeah. But he, uh, he, what he does is make Marshall disappear and then reappear on top of the fucking bookcase like Trip mm-hmm. did right next to the girl. And the girl's like, hey, what are you doing up there? No, you should freak out. Like, you just, he wasn't there. You, yeah. Like, some weird shit just happened. Also, it made me think, is Marshall a ghost? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how does that happen? Like, ghosts can't just do that to real people. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Maybe their whole family has ghosts who have been sent to torment the town with this fake might be. ATMs. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. It's a weird purgatory. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And that's kind of the end of that. Like, it ends with the, the letter spinning on whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, jumped, he jumps down, which made me think maybe he's wearing those shoes. Yeah, yeah. It he was, does jump from a very air. high height to talk to this girl. And, and then hits on her and, and that, acts all suave. Right. And that's yeah. kind of the end of the episode. Another episode that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. It was so good. It was... They, like... Again, like, once I... Like, I know I said earlier that I didn't see where it was going. Once I got where it was going, I was like, okay. That makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. It was a, kind of a worn trope. But with a nice spin on it. Interesting yep. take. A great... Uh, guest star from Tobey Maguire. Right. Uh, yeah, just a really rock-solid episode. So back-to-back solid episodes, and then we get into this third one. Which which is... Is less solid, but still real enjoyable. Yeah. it's In a, in a weird way. It's one of the strangest ones on some level. For sure. Up there with the talking dogs. Anytime you give... This reminds me of the Twilight Zone. There's any of these like sort of horror stories where you give a child ultimate power. Yes, it's fucking creepy to me. Yes, and that's basically what this episode is. Mm-hmm. We we're at the world of stuff again, and again we mentioned this last week, but it's very clear now. They are 100 percent dumped that fucking witness protection, yeah, disguise gimmick. With the no, no, it's just the proprietor world stuff, world stuff yeah. now. Um, Marshall and him show up, and there's a bunch of fucking rowdy hillbillies just these little kids destroying this fucking store yep yep just with thick they got like accents. war paint on their face and they're just thick hillbilly accents and they're just trashing the world of stuff oh i didn't write down their names what were they like sam uh, bob? it was it was uh, it was like jim bob yep Sup, mike bob and bob bob, bob bob which bob bob made me laugh real hard <laughs> uh, that's funny and then the the sister sarah bob sarah bob uh, now, we don't see the sister at first. We just see the kids destroying mm-hmm. the place. And one of them is tying a girl's shoes to the stool. Like, she's sitting at the lunch counter. Mm-hmm. And this one's tying her laces together. And Marshall's like, hey, what are you doing? Get out of there, kid. Quit it. Which is, And she's like, oh, thank you. This is a reveal. This is Sarah. It's like, oh, those are my brothers. Yep. We're the Bob family. I'm Sarah Bob. And she's, like, drawing stuff. He's going to call his mom because his bike has turned up missing. It's, yep. like, been stolen or something. 
she's like, oh, what kind of bike? She draw. He looks down. And he's drawn like she's drawn like a perfect version of that bicycle, right? Uh, except there's a flag on the back, and he's like, oh, I don't normally have a flag. And here's where the, I felt like this was going to be real dark. It's like she is showing every sign of abuse, right? Like ever, like she's like she's kind of hiding her face with her hair. Right. She's drawing this picture, but the second he says like, oh, you know, like my bike doesn't have a flag on the back, she's like tries to rip it up. She's like, oh, sorry, it's trash yeah. or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 it's good, it's good, it's good. Come, like relax. Like yeah. she's clearly going through some. Shit. Uh, obviously, and like at one point, it's like, "Where's your mom?" And she's like, "Yeah, I don't." She's oh, she's she's, she's like, on a trip. She's on a trip. Yeah, she's uh, traveling the world, looking or around something. in circles. Yeah, yeah, clearly yeah. lying about yeah. her mom. Um, and there's this is the third girl in three episodes for Marge. So I was kind of waiting for it to be that. Like, okay, I didn't is it, really but get. I didn't. There's not that vibe. Really she's also younger time. than him. Yeah, yeah. So this time he's playing more of the older brother, brother role. role for sure. Yeah, and. uh he tells her like she, it's like oh you're like a real artist like these are draw- the drawings are really good the only thing different is you don't like you have you have to sign you have to sign your work if you're mm-hmm. an artist one of the brothers has stolen her pencil at this point mm-hmm. thrown it across the room or whatever they're still raising me they're still just trashing the place I love there's a good line from the proprietor like yeah, you know yeah. you know you break it you buy it and he's like they're buying the whole store <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um, he. Uh, which they're absolutely not because they're children. They have no money. They're just unattended minors. They're you should be throwing them out of the store. Poor right unattended yeah, minors. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. Ain't no cavalry coming to buy for this. Um, so he's like, oh, well, so Marshall being nice asked to buy a pencil from the proprietor mm-hmm. world of stuff. Uh, he's all oh, the only pencil I have is this eerie number two. And it's like a Ticonderoga number two. It's an eerie yes. number two. Like they make their own pencil. So this small town in Indiana, also in, in, addition, a yeah, in addition to a world-class heart hospital, yeah. has, a, also pencil has a pencil factory that no one works at. No. Like you would think that would come up. Uh, like most small towns, if you have any sort of industry, everybody works there. Not the case. No. Um, the world of stuff seems to be the industry in the town. <laughs> Yeah, for sh- I would say that's kind of the <laughs> biggest store, that and that bank. But I feel like the bank was only the president and Marshall's dad. There's only two people there. work there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she signs her drawing of the pencil with her name, with the or of the bike with her name with the new pencil. And when they walk outside, lo and behold, there's, there's the bike, bike with, with, the the, with the flag on mm-hmm. it. And he, the mom's there like, I thought you said the bike was missing. He's like, I thought it was or whatever. Ride home. Yep. We find out that Marshall's supposed to paint the garage. He's been putting it off. That's sort of a side plot that'll come in. Um, <laughs> and the garage, by the way, the rest of the house is totally fine, but the, the garage, garage looks, looks 97 years old. So, oh, it looks haunted. It's so old. <laughs> like, it's just all cracked and shit. They really overplayed that. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. For yeah. sure. <laughs> um, they, uh, while they're there, a cop shows up. And is that cop supposed to be like a robot? He's like, I, I, like, yes, this is weird. And this is the part where I immediately thought, I wish I was sitting and watching this with you. Yeah. Because this cop sets yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many co- at the cop jokes. Right, right, right. I was right, like, these right. are Chris Cubis jokes <laughs> in a 90s kids show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, at one like, point, yeah. the, the daughter, the sister says, Aren't you even going to rough him up a little bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cops are violent. You're 100 right. <laughs> yeah. uh, he calls. He says to him, "Like, did you purchase a uh, whatever bike serial number? Blah blah blah. On mm-hmm. this day at this time, it's like you ride a uh, like a average of 12.2 miles a day and sweat profusely from whatever the fuck. And he's like, "How do you know? Or you have a birthmark on your right arm? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, How do you know all this? And we have our ways. But he's talking like a robot. It's like very weird. No, all, not and quite also, all the way robot, but very, I don't yeah. think he's a fucking." eerie cop no like I think he's I, an indiana trooper yeah, or yeah. It, it's just fucking weird but he shows up he's returning the missing bicycle so now there's the two now there's two now there's actually marshall's bike and the bike that has clearly appeared because this girl has the power to create things by right. drawing them right um so he's kind of like the cop is sort of like the biker gang it's like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, there yeah. could no be a whole episode around that, but for sure. not just in that. But that's kind of what's good about this show is just having those weird. Like eerie is supposed to be weird a hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. so it's not just going to be whatever weird thing Marshall's focusing on. There's going to be a bunch of weird shit going on in the background that's right. going to intersect sometimes. Be it the biker gang or this cop. Yeah, um, they go to Sarah Bob's house where we meet Dad Bob, <laughs> which I enjoyed very much. <laughs> Whose name is just Bob. Bob, sweet, uh, perfect. Yeah, um, he's a drunk sitting on this couch by himself. The house is full of garbage. At first, we don't see the father. We just see the kids again. Yep. The place is trashed, and I'm like, oh, these are some children of the corn. Yep. They don't have any parents. And, and they're just they're yelling wild. at their sister to yeah, make dinner. Why did, I didn't like that lunch you made. You sold my shirt yet. Make, you're, what are you making for dinner? Blah, blah, blah. They're so yelling. she is abused. She's clearly abused. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, the father is 
we find out she's drunk, passed out on this couch. She lives in the laundry room because yeah. uh, she's got to do a ton of laundry. Although I don't know how much laundry she's doing because those kids all look pretty filthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, she's ten. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm like, shouldn't put it on her fault. <laughs> That's kind of shitty of me to be like, "Fucking get to work, would you? You're not holding up your end of the housely duties." Her brothers have a point, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we find out there's no mom in the picture. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the fuck happened to this mom, and we no. will not find out. Nope. There's nothing. The only li- the only even hint we get at it later on, she is she will eventually draw Marshall's mom right as her own mom. She does say she's no, she has no idea what her mom looks like. No, she she didn't say. Didn't that. she say that? what she says is I don't know if she would even want me. Oh, so I, I don't said, know I what don't that know how to draw means. Her. Oh. Like, did she give her up for adoption? Like, that's the only line that kind of hints anything. Or did she just run away and leave the right. family? That's the only line that hints at all at, like, where this mom went. Right. Um, but she realizes in this moment, like, when they go, they're looking around. She kind of realizes at that point, after they tell her about the bicycle, that she has the ability to draw mm-hmm. and make whatever she draws come to life. Right. As long as she signs... As long as she signs her name with this pencil. With this pencil. And she could sign it on older drawings. She has all these drawings that she draws. And she said, like, she like there's a really nice picture of her family. Mm-hmm. And Simon's like, that's not your family. Those fucking assholes are monsters. And yeah. he's like, no. I, she's like, I draw them the way I want them to be, not the way they are. I really like that Simon and her established a rapport right away. Because, yeah. like, as you notice, like, Simon's life is a living hell, too. For and, like, sure. They get along, like, instantly. Oh, yeah. Well, that's those two abused kids that yeah. fucking know each other's lives. For sure. That know that hell of a... Of a shitty family for certain. Oh my god! Just back up for a sec. This is a kids show. Yeah, this is a kids show, and we're talking about how amazingly well they wrote in to abuse children bonding with <laughs> each other. But they, I feel it's, like that's intentional. They, it's it's very because it, 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 it is a hundred percent there. Oh, it's just so uh, good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Actually, yeah. these three episodes really mm-hmm. kind of took this show to another level mm-hmm. as far as like doing something interesting i thought yeah there's no more sloppy writing there's yeah, like, it's, it's all, all real really tight good stuff yeah. um and this one it's sillier for certain sure. she draws uh she's like she at one point she says i'm sick of doing your laundry i don't care if you have to run around naked and she like draws a picture of her brother naked and signs it and then the, the, you hear the kid scream and he's outside and he's naked all of a sudden he's yeah, like, holding they, shit over his yeah. clothes and the dad's like hey what the hell you doing running around out there without no clothes on get down here get your brother some clothes or whatever the fuck he yells i like that they're from the bayou yeah too. i the do bayou they're full-on hillbilly <laughs> it's very like they really heavy hand that accent but it's, i thought quite funny yeah quite funny um they go back home. They are supposed to have painted the garage. They haven't done it, but lo and behold, there is a very detailed mural of Simon and Marshall riding motors, like riding like evil Knievel's red, white, and blue motorcycle. Done in like spray paint style. Weird spray paint. Look like like on the side of a van style. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. And the dad's yeah. like doesn't know he because like it's really good, and the dad doesn't want to like sty- he even says like i don't want to stifle your creativity but when i said paint the garage i was thinking more like, like white like i just yeah. wanted to paint it uh he's like look man i but he even he delivers it like this and i really enjoyed it he's like i got i gotta have you cover like paint over this like he doesn't he's he paint he's like i, I don't want to discourage your i don't want to discourage your talent but like you got if it doesn't if it's not going to mess with your artistic sensibilities yeah you have to like please paint over this before your mom gets home and what i love is they established early in the episode that his sister, sister thinks she's trying, a great artist she's, she's drawing yeah, like yeah. sub picasso like opichi folder covers yeah 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 that everybody <laughs> makes fun of um but, and the mom shits on it yeah like by, the mom's like it's uh, upside down or whatever <laughs> and like which it was funny because the mom shitting on it was kind of unintentional she just like mm-hmm. didn't the drawing was so bad she didn't know what it was the dad comes in and he's like she's like ah he's like ah you're fine like yeah you're gonna cut off your ear like calling her an artist or whatever and then yeah. he's like he just starts shitting on it intentionally <laughs> which i thought was shitty she the sister gets real mad at this she's like i'm supposed to be the artist i could have drawn me on a unicorn or whatever at least it would have been pretty instead of this motorcycle thing um which is just a weird reaction which by the way do you watch silicon valley I have not yet. Okay. I watched like the first few episodes. For those who have, who are listening, I wonder if Silicon Valley lifted that one plot point from season two where the garage gets painted from the show. Because <laughs> it is the same beats. Oh, the wow. only difference is the consequences. And it is it is a great gag that like, oh, you're supposed to paint the garage and you come back and the garage is painted with a beautiful spray paint van thing instead yeah, of just yeah. being painted. It's a funny ass <laughs> gag. Yeah. And also the, just the look on, on 
Simon painted Simon's face is so spot on. Like it's whoever so did it and did a great job. Yeah, for sure. Whoever mm-hmm. actually the artist is yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, but this, this, what what the father says is important plot wise. He's like, you have to get it done before your mom gets back. Right. And Simon, and Marshall's like, well, mom's not here. And she's like, he was she was here, but then she just kind of disappeared. We haven't seen mm-hmm. her because the Sarah has drawn. The mom, the mom has her mom. captured so, her, essentially. Essentially, yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, this is where it kind of gets creepy because you have a girl with this kind of power. She can do whatever she wants. But when you get to the house, the house is all very clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family is acting super nice. They're all wearing, like, suits. And uh, the one brother's like, oh, there's a souffle in the oven. Right. They're the serving dads. as butlers and maids. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's all real nice. Uh, come to find out, the actual family is in a goldfish bowl with the underwater. Water, so Not like dead they're just somehow. kind of screaming, like bubbles are coming up, and they're in this fish bowl. Um, <laughs> and like they're trying to convince her to like, you've got to, you can't do this. Like you got to mm-hmm. let them out. And she's like, you fucking let them out. And I like, <laughs> and right on, I'm watching it too. Like, yeah, you fucking yeah. let them out. You don't have to deal with these assholes. He and also, she didn't kill them. She just put them in a fishbowl. They're fine. Exactly. Like, fucking let them sit there. I mean, maybe Pieces give her the with great power comes great responsibility, responsibility speech, talk. But, but let her have, let her have a fucking week or so of let like not have. Yeah. yeah. And and what I actually very much enjoyed is <laughs> they convince her to like, look, we'll help. We'll yeah, we'll talk to your family with you. We'll, right. we'll explain to them that like you're not their maid. Like we mm-hmm. have to whatever. So she like rips up the drawing of them in the fishbowl. They appear back up and immediately right. are like, "Where's our dinner? <laughs> I want my food. Where's my laundry or whatever?" And they're like, and she screams. She's like, "Stop it! I'm sick of this. I'm not your mom." Blah blah blah. Like I'm tired of this. I'm not doing your laundry anymore. And there's like a beat, and then they're just like. What's for dinner? They don't, give dinner? A, they don't give a shit as the way it should. And like finally, she's yeah. like, all right, see, I fucking told you. They're assholes. I should have left them in the fish tank. I'm going downstairs to talk to my mom. Uh, she's like yells at Marshall, like, you guys handle these assholes, which they don't. That no. poor girl's life is going right back to that. Well, that's not true. That's not true. That's yeah, not true. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we go downstairs to find her in like a, like a nice dress with his mom, who's in like a ridiculous like. A 50s thing. This kind of, show yeah. has a serious fetish for the 50s. Clearly. Yeah. Um, and she's having this talk with the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mom's being very sweet because the mom and she like just doesn't have mom. She doesn't know what to do. Right. Marshall's like, I see that she needs this, but I fucking I, I need that's, my mom. That's my too. mom. That's yeah. my mom. And she has to talk and eventually explains like, look, you know, I need my mom. And the whole time I'm thinking like, just draw your own mom, man. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be your mom. Just draw any lady. Draw She'll show mom. up. Draw a new mom. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're a good artist. You can draw whatever you want. Like right. just draw your mom. But whatever. See. He gets his mom back, mm-hmm. and like they leave. And here's what, like, in the moment was real fucking sad to me. She like rips up the painting. The mom disappears. Obviously, the mom's going back to mm-hmm. to Marshall's house. That, they just leave her there, the like end. Marshall and Simon, which is kind of good in that kids can't solve that problem. Like no. two kids are not going to solve. Like you, like we've all. I don't know about you, but I definitely knew kids. Like you would go to the house and be like, "Oh, this house is fucked up." Like, this, right. like this, and I'm like I can't fix this. <laughs> like I'm 12. Like I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't fix this. But there's some fucking. This is this is not right. Uh, and I felt like that was what Marshall and Simon were like. All right, well, I got my mom back. Yeah, I guess. Simon especially. Like, Simon, yeah, especially. Like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Draw yeah. me some. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Please. Actually, he just wants to get back to the garage. God, he's so look, pleased with that. He, there's a weird moment there yeah. where he like. Where they say like, "Oh, thanks for the draw, like the painting on the garage or whatever," and Simon's like a little tart, like he's like he literally <laughs> goes like, "Man, it was great, room, room, room." And he starts like pretending like ride a motorcycle. And I'm like, "That's a little too, <laughs> like that's not really Simon. Like Simon's uh, a kid, but that's a little much, like a little over enthusiastic." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they go back home. The mom's there. Um, they rip up the drawing. The mural goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the garage goes back to being 97 years old. Yeah. Still, and here's what I, I didn't like. The mom comes down. And she's like, I made these brownies for the two hardest working kids in the world. They haven't done shit. They, have th- they didn't paint the fucking garage. It's been eight. They make a point of saying it's been five Saturdays and you haven't painted yeah. the garage. These kids are not hardworking at all. They're the really- only thing they've accomplished in this episode is re-ruining a girl's <laughs> life. <laughs> returning her to her abusers is what the one thing they've accomplished in this episode uh at which point they get a letter Mm -hmm. it's a drawing that she has made Mm -hmm. uh and it's her you know like she's off to paris with her and like you see her and then sort of the back of a woman in the eiffel tower and she's drawn herself in paris with a new mom and she's like left those fucking assholes behind Good. Good. I would have liked to see some of like, yeah, like that, like because as it is now, that could just be a like it's just a drawing. That's a fantasy. Who knows if that any of that's real at that point? I would have liked some 
And then there's a little bit of comeuppance where there's a, like there's another drawing and it's like a weird like burly looking guy but in like a maid's outfit or whatever. Yeah, it's the uh, he's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger stand-in. He's yeah, got a yeah, cigar yeah. and he's barking at orders at the yeah. Family. So that you see that drawing, you're like oh, what is this? And then he cuts to the house where the parent, the the kids and the dad are, and this giant guy's like, all right, on your bag- bellies, maggots or whatever, and he's like bossing them around, getting them to get their act together. I guess right, right. So and that's where the episode ends. Good episode again. Really good. Real dark in moments. Yes. Um, Here's the thing that has happened in these three episodes. They no longer are putting evidence in the case at the end. Nope. They're None actively, of these episodes. They are now actively running away from problems. Yeah, which I kind of enjoy. <laughs> um, they're just sort of accepting their sort of station of ha- like living in this weird town. Yeah. Uh, but they're not like on a mission like the previous episodes. always like, we're going to prove and solve and blah, blah, blah. It's not really that. They're no, just sort they're of barely themselves. coping. <laughs> yeah. And they're just sort of finding themselves in these weird situations and, and, and like you said, coping and dealing. Yeah. And it's a better show for it. And it's like, yeah. I think more time is being spent on like building the town and the characters than just having like an episode after episode after episode. For sure. March. Obviously, yeah. this I would say these are the first episodes where stuff is starting to pile up. There were callbacks mm-hmm. and little moments, but you can see like mm-hmm. progression in these characters. Marshall is now in the girls, and that is a thing that is carrying yep. on. Like you're getting these moments of like building a show that's like i feel like maybe they didn't realize until this moment like maybe they had like a six episode order and then they were like oh fuck we actually have to build a make a series i don't think now. they did that back then i think they got yeah. their series okay. like their season right off the bat yeah. and this was pushed i can't remember i'd have to look up the details but this this show was launched to much acclaim like this i was remember pushed being as big and i remember being like oh this is f- i mean clearly they really it was written for me Joe Dante like, and everything they thought they nailed the zeitgeist they yeah. were bringing in the beetlejuice crowd and the yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, and the yeah, ghostbusters yeah, yeah. crowd sure. and all that um so i, I think it had the season kind of stuff the season it just must not have done well but, fair enough yeah um yeah i'm white these three definitely got me back into like i'm excited to see the next three episodes oh definitely. i was starting to get a little like these are fun, but they're not really like coalescing in anything mm-hmm. real. I'm like fucking amped to watch the next three episodes. Totally. Uh, anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, April 15th, if you're in Austin, Texas, I have a new show called Date or Die. It's going to be at the New Movement. It's in which I make two of my friends date, blind date, live on stage. They don't know with whom. <laughs> and uh, whoever's the cutest couple will win gift certificates to Applebee's. That's pretty great. I'm into that. Um, it, you just advanced in the funniest person in Austin contest, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So do you, oh, you're not gonna know. It's semifinals sometime in May. Jesus yeah. Christ, that fucking contest is so long now. <laughs> um, so yeah, keep an ear out for that. I am Moon Tower Comedy Festival is coming up. I got mm-hmm. a few dates. You can see me Thursday and Friday. Uh, I don't fucking know where, but go to the website. There's a bunch of shows. It'll show up. Um, Information on austincomedy.info. Or there you go, austincomedy.info. It's a great website if you're looking for Austin Comedy. Uh, I will be headlining the first week in May here at Cap City Comedy Club. The very, very funny Dave Ross is coming into town to feature, so that's going to be awesome. Nice. Uh, and then I'm at Cromfest in Denver. I'm at Bridgetown in Portland. I'm running around doing a bunch of shit, so you'll be able to find me places Again, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe us on iTunes and all that good stuff. Tell your friends. We're on Stitcher. You can find us pretty much anywhere the podcasts are. You can give us a listen. Uh, I'm thinking next show is going to be American Gothic. Give me a tweet at me and tell me if you're into that idea. It seems like a good follow-up. It's another weird town show, but much darker and more adult. Uh, We will be back next week with three more Erie Indianas. Y'all have a good one.